The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Hear the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem? Tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town tonight. Welcome to the Kwame Lasso, the Sports Talk. I am he. He is me. Got Alex Clancy in the studio, Deborah Debris. We got different segments. We got a lot to talk about, but we probably only talk about Penn State. And whatever's, whatever's in Clancy Corner. A Clancy Corner is going to be good. It's about uh, Tiger Woods. I'll just leave it right there. Down and Dirty with Deborah. Training the mindset versus trusting mindset, which I like. That's going to be interesting. We also was, well, they were. I mean, Alex was. People were people we know. Yeah, were was chatting. was thinking about changing the segments in its places. You know, it's 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 not my show. I mean, Kwamlaa Sports Talk means it's all of us. So go with just, the flow. Yeah, it's just I was just allowed to get the show under that name. You, you want me to change it? You want call in? We're gonna take a poll if you want the name change. I think Alex want the name change. We call it Sports Talk or something like that. Uh, no, I like the I like the title. Me too. I was just throwing that out. I, know. I, was, trying to, I was just trying to be. She's just trying to start something early. You know, he brought the mirrors in. I've so learned. It's been over a year now. I've learned. Yeah, yeah. No, we learned. We we definitely have. A, well, we don't have Cindy in all her notes that we're not going to use, but Cindy, <laughs> <laughs> she's out there, and uh, Cindy Liska, she's out there in uh, Colorado, actually. Oh, of all places. Poor timing. Yeah. She's not in Aurora, though, right? No. Aurora is where all the things went down. No, she's probably Aurora's two hours where all away the things went down. Yeah. 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 Which is crazy. Nasty stuff. Yeah. Unexplainable nasty stuff. I think the world's coming to an end. The world as we know it. <laughs> if you're reading the Mayan calendar, you're right. Yeah. But the world as we know it, not the world like exactly. things going. Well, the Mayan calendar has come up a number of times, and it's not the end of the world. It's the end of a way of thinking, believing, and behaving. Yeah. So we could use some of that. Yeah, I, I agree. And people are going to make sure that that happens. I guarantee you. Sure. We might not be here to see it, but, you know, if you pass the word down to your younger counterparts, your siblings or your friends, just make sure they keep a lookout on for that. Yeah. All right, Penn State, real quickly. What happened? I didn't hear anything about it. I know. Uh, Where have you been? No, so. Now let me ask you this. Was the penalty too harsh? Because you talked about this off the air. Was it too harsh for you? Yes. And, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I've heard a lot of comparisons between USC sanctions and Penn State sanctions. Um, I, well, I think that's first of all, I think it's ludicrous because Penn State, uh, USC sanctions were football related, uh, improper benefits, you know, blah, blah. USC, rich school, that's always going to happen. It's just a matter, matter of if you get caught or not. Penn State had nothing to do with football. Granted, uh, everybody involved was, were like the, you know, you know the leaders of, of one of the biggest football uh, programs in, in the nation, but, you're now uh, punishing innocent. You're punishing innocent people from here on out. All the people that did wrong are going to be prosecuted, or are dead, or will be in, will rot in jail for the rest of their lives. Those that we know of, right? Those sure, sure. Of. And that and that's all that this stuff is based upon. Here's this is based upon eyewitness testimony, which you know. I mean, there's no like. 
a judge didn't see this happen. So this was all based on the courts and everything, which is fine. Good. Uh, justice was served. But vacating the, vacating the wins is fine. I didn't think initially it was, but I thought about it. Vacating the wins is fine because he was the face of this organization. He did the cover-up, so he gets, he gets punished for it. Yeah. The statute down, I said last week, I didn't think it should have. Now I think it should because I can see it as a trigger to people. Anybody that, and Deb, you could probably attest to this, that anytime, like... Well, it's tr- gotten to the point that it's becoming a an issue of safety to have it up. So it gets to that point where people are getting nasty and mean and whatever about it that may trigger another incident, and then it should come down. I think it's a great reminder to people of what could has been and could be in the future if they don't get their act together. Sure, and and they didn't destroy it. They just took it down. So right. we'll see what happens. Right. That's that's on pause right now. You, you want to say that they did it with some class, not destroyed, and not, people not going there, but they, they were forewarned. If it didn't come down, it probably was going to be destroyed. Right. Uh, and I don't think... I'm a Joe Paterno fan. I'm not a Joe Paterno fan as far as covering up the story. If he did or didn't, I don't know. He's that man is in the next life. Um, but but I'm a fan, and I just don't want to see. I, I'm not worried so much about his legacy. If the issues are what they are, as far as these kids being harassed and those things, and and the the, the thing we're talking about now is the uh, the sixty million dollars, which is I'm not even talking. Yeah, about that's that nothing one. because. There's going to be a lot of civil suits. There's going to be more than $60 million. But from 1998 to 2011, games banned. I don't, I don't know how I feel about those. those it, it happened. It happened. What do, who, business, who benefits from it? Who does, does the other team get those wins? No, it, Joe Paterno benefits from it. They're trying to stay away from that at this point. His, his legacy? Yeah. They're because trying, they're if, okay, to, if, they, if they go and buy the wins uh, that he had, then as far as his legacy concerned, you'll go to um, Bobby Robinson, who's, who's won the most games as a coach. And uh, NCAA history, Joe Paterno was he was right there, but you know he was never going to he was going to never match that 311 wins. I think it is. I'm not sure exactly. Um, you know, look at it and call it in 888-346-9144. Um, but I, I'm not a huge fan of taking games away because they don't benefit the team. That what if the game? What if a team needed one more win to get in the bowl game? Doesn't put them in the bowl game. Doesn't say mm-hmm. all they can say is we would have been there. We should have been there. That could have got us into a a big time bowl that would have been more money for our school. Maybe it could have been a a, a conference championship or, or what have you. Um, but I am I am favored of getting hit getting that statue down because of the memories that it's going to bring that everyone has associated to him being in front of that um, that stadium. He being in front of that stadium, and when I go to a game, I got to think about Sandusky. I gotta think because of Joe Paterno and what he did, people will start thinking about linking these. They tie them together. Yeah, they link them together, together, right? Well, the reality is the players that played under Paterno over a number of years, everybody he affected, they've got his legacy within them. All Correct. the things that they were taught, all the things that they're now bringing out to their family, their teams, their community uh, is within them, and it's a shame that it's tarnished in this way, <clears throat> but it is. I mean, he did some. Some things wrong in not protecting, uh, you know, the other the other kids who were hurt. Sure, but I mean, but you got to think that the wins. I, it took me a while. I went back and forth on this for a while because I agree with you that that, that had no bearing. The, what happened with Sandusky and his cover up, quote unquote cover up, um, had no bearing on him coaching. So it's not like he was coaching twenty eight year olds that pretended to be nineteen. It's not like he was giving these kids a thousand dollars a win. He did. He did everything by the book on the football field, but. All they want to do is make sure people remember Joe Paterno for who he allegedly is or was. I, you know, I, you I know, think I, I personally, I think I am. I'm not going to. 
But now you can say that. 20 years from now, when he's not the winningest coach of all time anymore, which I still think he, people that are sports, people that are sports fanatics that are stat guys will always see him as the number one coach, but the record books just won't show it, which is most important. Yeah, one of the things you said earlier when you um, start, when you open it up, is that I, I don't see him as the, um, what happened didn't happen on a football field. It happened within that, that the, the, the culture, of the, the culture of the universe, uh, university, and um, at Penn State, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the situation that was what was the guy, the quarterback um, for the Carolina Panthers right now, um, Cam Newton. Cam mm-hmm. Newton. It's, it's kind of like that situation. Everything went on. That happened off the field, but when these guys start playing games, it's the difference between that, that was football related, though it was football related, even though it was off the field. This is this is completely different, right? I mean, this is like. But they used the football atmosphere in order to draw the kids in, Sandusky did, and in order to reward them in certain ways. My thing right. is, yeah, a lot of a lot of illegal stuff was going on with that. My my concern and my problem is with the, is that this guy was told probably fifteen years ago, I think it was. Fifteen years ago that don't come around the program that he they knew or maybe Paterno, I, I'm not sure exactly, allegedly Paterno knew that he was this type of guy right. and told him don't come around the program. If that was 15 years ago, however long it was, but he's been forewarned. And just think about the many kids that came through that program since then. Mm-hmm. The, the many civil suits, the many uh, actions um, took place with kids before then. And then for assistant coach to say he's seen something, then all of a sudden, as this go on, maybe he didn't see it. Sure. I mean, so the reason why you asked me, you know, I think it's too harsh. I think the money's fine. Whatever. It's money. The NCAA is a billion-dollar corporation, non-profit, you know, whatever you want to call yeah. the NCAA, fine. I call the NCAA a joke. We'll go yeah. ahead. Okay. No, and I agree with that, especially with the BCS debacle mm-hmm. last, last... Okay, so... You have $60 million, and this has been talked about a lot. Give it to the kids. Give it to the victims, you know, whatever. And not all the victims are going to be victim. More victims are going to come out. Maybe false victims will come out. I use that term very, very lightly to get money. Right. Okay? But it's got to go. So they're going to use it towards uh, child abuse. That's fine. They're going to send that $60 million to charity. Let me ask Deborah. How, how are they going to uh, cipher through this? Because Alex make a good point. False victims. If, if I'm a... And again, I use if that I'm, very lightly because I don't want to say any victim is right. is not is well, falsely I, accusing. Well, and well, to everybody, well, be victimhood pe- is different person to person sure. too. How right. You take it on. But there's going to yeah. be some people that come out of nowhere because this is America. This is a place where we sue people for nothing. Well, we go back to it's all about money. Right. We go back yeah. to about money. How are they going to cipher through somebody being victimized or not? Uh, by, by Sandusky or by the program or or maybe they they just or psychologically damaged be- in some way, shape, or form because sure. they were in and around right, or whatever this. the case may be. In college, yeah. if you if your roommate passed away, you getting all A's. You you not liable for that year because you you distraught. Right. And right. so and it's, I, it's it's difficult, and I don't know that they can and realistically come up with a way to do that. I mean, there are certain tests that can be done, but how do you how do you really look at anybody from the inside out and say, yeah, I can put a number or a percentage on the amount of damage that right. was caused to you? And what I believe part of the program is, and I don't know if it's fully been defined yet, that they're going to use with the money is to help other victims that may come forward, not just necessarily around Sandusky and what happened at this particular yeah, college, and, but across the board for education in this area. Right, and then you see Bernie Fine, the Syracuse coach, right after the Sandusky thing came out, these three guys came well, out. I mentioned that to you uh, three weeks ago. Uh, I said, wasn't that the same thing with Bernie Fine, where yeah, but he was taking guys on trips, kids on trips from the ball board. Allegedly, all those things got dropped. 
all of those things got dropped. When you're dealing with a lot of money, a lot of things get dropped. And I'm not saying this happened in maybe, Syracuse. Maybe money off the money no, that's not I just, I, just think, I just think the timing is pretty peculiar when all these things came out and this happened. Oh, now I can maybe, okay, fine, it's safe to come out now because the Sandusky thing is happening. But it, it begs the question, why now? Timing is everything. And, and, if you, and there are people sitting there with a lot of information on somebody. Sometimes I put you in that situation. It, it happens, and, and to change... To change such situation, uh, subjects somewhat, it happens in California all the time. You want to be a big time star? All right, come here. Let me take some pictures with you with this person, that person. You don't know who they are. You just, for the fact that I want to be this guy, be this star, I'm at these parties. I'm taking pictures with you. Now when I need something from you later, mm-hmm. right. I'm going to say, you, Everything's look, a trade. I'm going to re- remember this picture right here. Mm-hmm. This going to come out. Now you don't sold your soul and don't even know it. Now you can get it back, but you won't have to do a whole lot of other things to get it back. Right. And what's that but, done to you psychologically? How are you going to look at anybody and anything in the future because of that? Are you going to become happens. hardened or are you going to become soft and weak or are you going to become what? And that's individual to individual. And, that, and that's great segue to what I was going to say, which is these kids now who look at all the seniors on the team okay Mm -hmm. they're able to transfer without penalty fine so you're going to transfer in your last year you're going to try and make it to the next level that's one of the reasons why you went to penn state that's what i was going to ask so so you have now you have who are the real student athletes who stay at penn state right who stay at penn state because it's a great academic institution you stay you graduate you know nobody what's the lifespan in the nfl three years average maybe okay so uh, barring injury so you have a degree from penn state in whatever you have a degree in and if you want to stay there as a senior to graduate and to better like better yourself educationally you'll stay and with the people that are coming in with the recruiting and remember we list we both listened to jim uh with uh o'brien's interview right this morning he said you know, come here. We have, we still have. We're starting over. We're, we're, we will be rich in in uh, in. Uh, He's gonna eight to ten years from now, right? Yeah. But <laughs> he has but, a death penalty in his hand. But go ahead, real yeah. quick. Okay, so real you quick. have so you have the people that really are the student athletes that want to go to Penn State for the education and have the chance to play football. And if I were a stud, if I were a blue chipper, I'd go there. That would show the morale. That would show that you are a well-rounded human being who doesn't care about what's happening. You just want to play football for the love of the game. Well, we're gonna take a break, but Deborah, when we come back, on the actual is Bill O'Brien in trouble? I also want to get into the other stuff Alex was just talking about because there's a lot coming to that. If you, they, I call it a deaf program or deaf uh, census because if they leave, all those guys can leave. They have a running right. back over there that can go somewhere else. He has two years to play. He's probably the top guy in the country right now, mm-hmm. but he's at Penn State. Kwame Lass Sports Talk, we'll be back. 
Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwamelas Sports Talk. I, I don't know what this guy is talking about. He has sleep at me. I told him smoke weed. I don't know what to tell him. I don't know what else to tell you. Go see Deborah. What is is she a breathing therapist? A breathing I know therapist? stress relief that can help with the breathing. You you got you sitting so. you've been sitting around Deborah for a year. I don't think you got anything out of her. You just got hypnotized. I didn't get hypnotized. Oh yeah, because I I got to be in control. <laughs> I can't get hypnotized. No, I, I went I went to a state. You went to an, you went to an alpha state, which is a light level of hypnosis. Okay. Anyway, light the level of hypnosis. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I know. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> you play one on TV. She's Do not. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Unnecessary. Well, I'm just trying to cure you. I'm just trying to help you. You don't want to. You don't like my advice. Then keep waking up in the middle of the night. For sure. And can't breathe. Hey, we're talking about Penn State. Nice um, <laughs> segue. <laughs> you wake up in the night, can't breathe. You got something over your mouth. It's your roommate got some yeah. uh, chloroform. What's that stuff to knock you out? Chloroform. Yeah. yeah. Ether. Yeah. Ether. <laughs> <laughs> Over your mouth. <laughs> Happy gas, yeah. Anyways. Well, here's the thing with Penn State, too. I mean, from is, a team. Is, is he old, oh, well, from a team atmosphere, they cannot afford any character issues from their coaches or their players. They can't afford to have any injuries. You know, they can't afford to have any athletic issues, meaning the guys acting up on the field or those type of things, because everybody's going to be scrutinizing them. You know, from a player standpoint, a player's got to look at, you know, who am I and what am I capable of? What are my chances in the NFL? And is this the best place for me? Or, you know, am I here for the education or a combination of both? They also have to deal with the pressures of the family. you got a dad or a mom or whoever or a potential agent, though they can't have them yet, uh, or, you know, somebody who's putting pressure on them as to, you know, what are the possibilities of them being first round, second round, third round in the draft, and where are they best going to get looked at if they can't bowl, go to the bowl games, where are the scouts going to be? You know, scouts we've got a connection to Belichick, to Belichick. I mean, those guys are going to be watching them because they know what their coach is capable of doing at this, you know, at and this I, uh, Penn State. I think scouts are still going to watch those athletes that are there. Sure uh, my are. question are, are they going to be there? Uh, should so those players stay or should they go? You got some, um, to Deborah's point, you got some highly recruited guys that went to Penn State. Obviously, they went for, they had to go for the education because Penn State was just right there in the edge. There was a, mm-hmm. it was about seven to eight more teams way better than them. But, and Alex was mentioning somewhat um, in the last segment that, you know, if I'm that guy, I'm not sure. If I leave or I stay, I committed to Penn State. Right. I would just like to think someone would commit to me if I, you know, down the road. Like if you make a commitment and it goes into a whole lot of things like contracts. If right. You, if I committed to Penn State, the I thing think is, personally though, you, you, I stay. But you committed to Penn State under different rules. Right, right. So you have and to then, look at that too. You right. know, not that that gives them an out. I'm but not saying they should go. Yeah. I'm saying. What, what was your motives for going to Penn State? Right. I'm not saying you shouldn't go. And I'm not saying, and, and, and to some other things, I'm not saying that if I went to school for football, then I can. it's easy for me to leave and go to USC, Alabama, somewhere else who can recruit. 
if I went to school to go to school for an education, then I'm staying at Penn State. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and you, and you got to look. I mean, they're not going to make the the final four of the BCS. It, it wasn't going to happen anyways. Bowl games are irrelevant. They're money makers for whatever sponsor there is, whatever city, whatever stadium they're in. You go to Penn State to play for an, a coordinator that is just fresh off a uh, Super Bowl, uh, uh, you know, going to the Super Bowl with New England, okay? This may be like a silver lining for anybody that wants to shine playing football because they're going to get looked at when they play Ohio State, when they play Michigan, when they play Michigan State, when they play Wisconsin, when they play all these teams that, you know, it's on national television. They're not expecting anything out of Penn State. So if you can find a little, a little spark, a little something with a player or two players on that team, they can definitely make it to the NFL still because they are they are innocent in this. So is that what um, Coach O'Brien is going to have to do? He's well, he's going to tell him up front, yo, you know, if you're he's coming, say yo, yeah, of course he will. <laughs> he's going to say word. Yeah. Yeah. You, come in, you come in, you come in as a freshman this year. You will not go to a bowl game. You will not play for a national championship. You will not play for a Big Ten championship. It's not going to happen. But if you want to come for an education and you want to come for one of the best best crowds, they have a hundred ten thousand sta- person stadium. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, there are twenty five thousand uh, person uh, student section or has already sold out. Okay, there's forty five thousand undergrad there. You have a community there regardless of all this. And bottom line is, it can't get worse. There's no way it can get worse. If you want to be if you want to be the foundation for the beginning of the new Penn State. Come and play football here. That's fine, and that's how he's going to have to sell it. He's going to find some selling points, but it can get worse, and that's what Deborah mentioned. They cannot afford any character issues from this point on. They have to create a culture. They have to create a whole yeah. different culture, what Penn State is now today. Now, who cares about the money? They're going to spend the money. They're going to have to. The, the money they had to give out, the, the losses, they, the wins they had to defer, and the, um, the probation – that's that's all irrelevant. Now, what are you going to do from here as a as a Penn State, as a university, as as a as a as a culture? Ha, was it Happy Valley? What is it? Yeah, University Park, Happy yeah, Valley. Yeah, Park. Yeah, they're going to have to change the, everything because those people, the twenty, what is it, twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, twenty five thousand students, student sections that yeah. sold out already. They looking for a new team. On a lot of those, they're are looking for somebody fans. to band together, right? Yeah. And there's going to be excitement there. People, I mean, this is and this I, is I an think underlying will, thing. I think there will be because Penn State is a winning program. You go there and you wear those uniforms. You play hard. You don't, you don't go there to slack off. You play hard, and that gives you a lot of chances to win. What well, is his selling point, though? How's a uh, uh, Coach O'Brien is going to Bill O'Brien is going to? Well, he's got his, look at his education of who he was mentored under. You know, Belichick. I mean, he's been with some of the best of the best, and he's bringing that level of education to the team as well, not only for how do you play, but how do you build a team, how do you become stronger, how do you build a character. And right now when somebody is in a hardship situation, again, you either fall apart or you band together. And if they band together, they can be extremely and, strong. And he's been around controversy with Spygate already. Mm, so yeah. which is so this is so he's not he's not uh, an, a novice when New it comes to this block. kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, we we will see because our eyes will be watching Penn State this year. I guarantee. If you don't like football, you watch it to see how these people react to what's going on after Saturday football games after the Saturday night and depends on how, how far Penn State goes. Yeah. It, it'll be great. I would love to see this team win and overcome all this stuff, but never forget what happened. I would love to see right. that happen for Penn State and, and the coach and the program because a lot of kids on this team and a lot of kids that committed there, you've had about six of them uh, defer to go somewhere else now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, if you make a commitment, and, and Deborah mentioned you earlier, 
well, it was going there for different circumstances, under right. different rules, different yeah. laws. That's fine. You you should be able to go somewhere else. Well, why did you choose Penn State? Because you thought Paterno was going to be there your whole four years or your whole three years? I, I don't think so. Right. I don't think it was going to be there that long. But why did you go there anyway? Because you what? wanted to win football games. You probably had the goal and the dream to play a big-time program, which Penn State is, go to a bowl game, possibly win a championship. You would have got all yeah, that at Penn yeah, State. Yeah, but but if if you can get if you can go to Penn State, you probably were offered uh, you know other big time programs as well. And if yeah, I was a freshman well, coming in, absolutely. I'm out. I'm out because whatever you wanted from Penn State is no longer there. I don't think I don't think I thought that penalty was too harsh. And I want to ask you guys a question: Does the NCAA have too much power? If they can do this to some, why can't they fix what's going on in college athletes, college sports? Okay, I don't think Penn State should get down. Um, I don't think other schools should root against Penn State. Because if I beat Penn State and I and I go on to win a championship, well, that looks like well, I beat nobody. So what now in the power rankings and the poli- policy, the how political it is with um, this not just the coaches but this computer system that they use, it's gonna say Penn State was nobody this year. Right. Now what is gonna help? What is gonna hurt? Well, they were a ranked team last year at one point in the year, right? Yeah. So that. Their players don't automatically turn into high school players. Well, they're not going to be there. Some of them not going to be there. Some of them won't. But you have the uh, you have the juniors and seniors that it would be dumb for them to leave. I don't think any I don't think any loyal I don't think any junior or senior that's from that area will leave that school. No, no, and that's and yeah. that's the one thing they have going for them is now. Uh, I have a question. Do you think that? They should do something drastic to start sure. over. Penn State? State, like change their colors, no, or change their, Absolutely or do not. something because that that's all reminds you of Joe Paterno and all the bad. Crowd you allow it to. When I thought of, when I thought about that, I wanted to go to the school because of those colors because there was no names on the back yeah. of our jersey. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, I don't need no, anybody I, to no, say this is me on. No, I, no, 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 keep the names off. But I'm saying yeah. just change the colors. I, I don't think so. I, I, like, those jersey that is Penn State. That is not. I'm not thinking about. Yeah, but everything that. It was Penn State I'm not is no thinking, longer. But I'm Everything. not thinking about Joe Paterno. I'm thinking those colors right there, that is Penn State. When I went there, I, when I visited there, uh, unofficial, by the way. Um, he, did, I, he did the air quotes, by the <laughs> way, for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. When I, when I was there, I, I had the best time, and all I saw was the white and blue. Huh. That Just that single, those single blue stripes and just no names on the back of jersey. I thought that was perfect. When they wore that all-white uniform, that's the best uniform in football. Instead of changing the colors, build the, those same colors to mean something that it was meant to mean in the very beginning. I mean, there's you just know, otherwise you go down and something happens someplace and you burn the building down or you you know tear something up or whatever. It's not the colors that's the problem. What it I would the do, people that were the problem. I would keep the colors, and I know this is one of the things you were talking about. But as far as the uniforms, I would keep the colors, and I would add a a some other color up there that you will never see. From the outside looking in, only the players know where it is. Yeah. I would add something up there to remember: this is where we were, this is where we came from, here's where we are now. Which Dude. is, oh no, you go. Which is a great point. When I was, and this may seem kind of off in a whole different direction, but it's really not. When I was in Africa, when I went from country to country, their flags, the color in their flags, have such meaning mm-hmm. of the gold for the minerals, the red for the blood that was shed. You know, the, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other colors. The, the, the blue for the water, the green for the grain and the, the crops and those type of things. I mean, every single color in their flag. I mean, one of the cups that I bought and bought it from a particular woman, um, in the, in Sueto, uh, everything had a meaning. So I love the idea of using the same colors, but adding some other color that has even, even greater meaning to it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe, 
maybe put a patch on saying like something that starting now like I mean like there's, there's got to be some sort of solidarity if you take, not, if you take his invisible, name off not invisible to the um, to the fans to the outside it's not invisible to the outside because now that brings about why those guys got that it brings up a question again mm-hmm. oh they have that on for the Joe Paterno Sandusky the Penn State scandal that happened in 2011. Well, be like Jordan no, and just no, get the like, underwear. Yeah, just wear just wear something. Okay, yeah, but that's another conversation <laughs> altogether. No, no, <laughs> put something on it. I don't want it. I personally wouldn't want to see it. I would just want to know it's there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm interested in to find out where it is. And then those guys, the whole those guys that that's playing in that uniform or playing with that uniform on, only they know, and they take that secret to their grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those kids deserve some sort of retribution mm-hmm. after them getting. Blackballed for the rest of for the rest of their career, probably in college. Freshman, you like, better find, you find a good mentor. Find a good now. Penn State has to do a lot of things outside of football. Mm-hmm. You find somebody teach these kids. This is life. Well, how are you going to bounce back? That's is right. this 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 is hurdles, an opportunity, right? Yeah. Opportunity to show who you are, who you're going to be. You can leave, but then you decide to stay. Then down the road somewhere, don't let any opportunity uh, change you or make you. Dessert. Make it stronger. Yeah, make yeah. it stronger for you. You'd be a great opportunity for a walk-on to come on and oh, just blow <laughs> everybody away with their skills. It's going to be a lot of walk-on. How many yeah. scholarships did they lose? Uh, they lose 10 a year for the next five years, I think, or 15? 15. 15? 15. 15 per year. Ooh. Went from 25 to 15. Oh, yeah, so 10. Yeah. So they lose 10 a year. Yeah, but they but in their band from bowl for the next four years. Yeah. You know what? It's not a big deal. It, it, it is a big deal. I, that's why I called it the Jefferson because it's Penn State. It's a big time program. Now, when you're talking about a small school football, a small Division One school that hardly ever wins, you're talking about Prairie View. <laughs> if you're talking about them, that's not a Jefferson. Louisiana Lafayette. Huh? Yeah. Raging Cajuns. Because they, they're never going to win, but it still will hurt their program. Some of these schools only give partial scholarships anyway. But you're talking about Penn State. We're talking about Penn State and their sanctions. They win. They get guys in. They find the right talent. They're able to go out and recruit. They are, Paterno probably haven't been on the road in 15 years, but he put the right people around him to go out and recruit these guys. And you want to play for Penn State. Yeah, you want to play in that stadium with 110,000 people, mm-hmm. not knowing your name, and your name is not on your jersey. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that, that it won't hurt them as much with the scholarships is because people that live in that area want to go there. So if they have to get financial aid, they'll pay to play football there. So losing yeah, ten state tuition, yeah, even better. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's it's uh it's yeah it's pennies on the dollar compared to out of state. They, they're going to have to change the culture. Is does the NCAA has too much power? Ab- Real quick, absolutely, absolutely. Because if they can if they can sanction these guys and, and and penalize these guys, penalize a Cam Newton or possibly trying to never find anything that the, the stuff just went away, disappeared when his dad was trying to get six figures. Yeah, to recruit I, his son. I was, or or Reggie sorry. Bush. I'm not. If I'm Reggie Bush, I would have never gave my husband up. <laughs> I would told. If I was Tiger Woods, I'm never apologizing. It's just simple things like that. Now I'm not apologizing to the to the fans. Yeah. I apologize to the people who needs it. Oh, who, deserve who deserves it? it? Who deserves yeah. it? Deborah, do they have too much power? Yes, they do. Absolutely, they do. Uh, that much. They, there's too much political. There's too much politics. Too much money yeah. to have that much power in one. I place. experienced the uh, NCAA when I was at the University of Kansas. Uh, their their hardship program. They don't look any further into it than the piece of paper, and they balled it up. Mm-hmm. It's pop, it's president sitting around the table, pass it around. Well, they don't pass it around. Everyone has their sheet. That's as far as it goes. They balled it up on the paper. Next case. 
Uh, they don't even see what the guy is doing in school or the, the stu- right. or the student athlete is doing in school. And um, they talk a good game, but they, they behave in another way. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think they got too much power. It's political. It's corrupt. It's criminal. Um, when you put money involved, with those things happen. Kwamala Sports so Talk. We the, come back. The three C's. Three C's. Criminal, corrupt, and crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia College sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out. Welcome back to the Kwamala Sports Talk with Alex Clancy. Alex Clancy's segment is going to the fourth segment because it's a shorter segment. You do, you figure that out. We got down in <laughs> less time for you to talk. Ooh, what else? No, what else? Nobody. Cindy would have laughed at that. Never mind. Well, Cindy's crazy. No, never mind. You know Cindy's crazy. I didn't. She write a bunch of notes down. We might use one. <laughs> no, but she, she's she, Cindy's passionate about it. We do have down and dirty the segment with Deborah Debris. But before we do that, let's talk about the second annual Celebrity Bowling Tournament coming up Saturday, September 8th from mm. 1 to 4. People sign up for this. Kwame Lasseter, Marte Jenkins. Um, it's going to be a blowout event. Lots of other celebrities. Yeah, quite a few. I'm trying to work on some of these uh, Cardinals guys before their season start. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to have to strong arm any of them, but you know what? You got the, pictures? The, the, yeah, not yet. <laughs> oh, I do. Actually, I do. But, but that's not in my DNA. Got it. Not really. Got it. You know what? The thing about it, here's the, with the Cardinals, so I'm going to have to get basketball and all those. Oh, it, it'll be some people there, but you know, I talked to Calais Campbell, and he said, uh, you know that's tough. Because it's Saturday, uh, and I think it's a it's a home game, but they have to be in a the hotel. They have right, to be doing yeah, some walkthroughs and stuff like yeah. that, and it's tough. So I want to change the date to move it back so these guys can come because they right. will come. I, I, handful of those well, guys. Players has I got his talking. birthday coming up here soon too. What is it? September third, I think. Is it September? It sounds that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, I, I know I went the, last year. Yeah, I had the um, flyer. Yeah. Um, but that's the guy I saw him at the mansion party. We was talking about that. Okay. Um, but yeah. The uh, second annual Celebrity Bowling Tournament, it's, it's going to be a great deal. I think I'll be coming back from Vegas because I took the Vegas job 
possibly uh, well, we play on Wednesdays and Fridays. So CBS bought, you know, they put some, supposedly. You want to do, I'm doing air quotes, Alex? <laughs> 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 they, um, so it, the season should be good. Uh, I'll be coaching defensive backs. Games on Wednesdays and Friday. I'll just fly out and come in, come back to the uh, second annual. It's only an hour flight. It's only an hour. No 55 minutes, gate to gate. I'm on a popsicle and vegetable diet now. So I got to lose a little weight. I'm 215. Let's add sugar by putting popsicles. Depends on what the popsicles are made out of. There you go. There you go. Sugar-free popsicles. Just a lot of other additives. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, get a hold of Cindy Liska at 702-572-7173. Get signed up and uh, come have a great time with us and for a good cause as well. Yeah. Marte will be there too, so. Yeah. (laughs) So Down and Dirty with Deborah. We're going to talk about the training mindset versus a trusting mindset. So you've all heard the, you know, the terminology, you know, you need to practice hard so you can play for fun. But what does that really mean? And then more, more explicitly, how do you do it? You know, to, in order to improve your performance, typically what guys will do, guys and gals will do, is they're going to focus on their technical skills and their strength and conditioning. But the reality is, what you're going to do, you're going to get some benefit from that. You can go to a higher level by practicing those skills. They're important and they're necessary, but it's not enough. You need to be able to also work on your mindset, your training mindset versus your playing or your trusting mindset. So in a training mindset, you really need to analyze. You're going to analyze Excuse me, you're going to analyze everything so you can learn fast and make changes as you go. Know exactly and specifically where you are in every aspect of your game, including your technical skills and your strength and conditioning. And then start to observe yourself and really take clear notes on where are you um, under, you know, where you want to be. So knowing where you are and where you want to be is important. So you can observe yourself, know where you want to be, where you're going. Don't criticize and judge yourself because there's no real benefit to that. But do be completely honest. You've got to be able to look at what exactly is happening with you and uh, how are you going to make that better so you can adjust and upgrade and push yourself to that next level. Level. You do need to be tough on yourself. Going to the next level and beyond means you've got to be tough enough in order to know where you are and know where you want to go and then push yourself. That's where discipline comes in. You also have to be acutely aware of your state. What state are you in in order to play? And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about a state of high performance, go back to yourclearedge.com under the radio button. Go to May 8th and you'll see the state of high performance. You've got to know what is your mindset, what are you saying to yourself, what's your body language when you're playing at your absolute best. Also know and understand what what's your uh, character issues, what makes you great so you can leverage them. Ask yourself the questions of what is it that's gotten me here and how can I take that and leverage it and go to the next level. You've also got to be able to anticipate what's going to go wrong. If you've played a sport for any length of time, you know what triggers you. You know what stresses you out. And because of that, you can plan for it. You can plan for it and have a plan in place of how you're going to get past it. Now, when we move to the trusting mindset, the trusting mindset is what you do when you're actually playing the game. It's the game on. No more analyzing. You're done with all that. Now you're going more on instinct. You know, you're going to look at everything that you've prepared yourself for and you're going to trust who you are and what you're capable of doing and you're going to be in action. Your body, your mind, your skills, your talent, everything is lined up and you know deep in your heart that you deserve this. And because of that, no matter what happens in the game, when you know you deserve it, that you've earned it, 
then you can deal with whatever comes up during a game situation. You have the proper perspective because you've practiced. So you trust yourself, you trust your skills, and it allows your mind to be very fine-tuned so you can see, see and feel changes even before they happen. My guys, I teach them cues, how to be able to, no matter what position they are, not just see the guy across the line from them, but to be able to see beyond. It's their passive ability to be able to focus intently but also focus on what else is going around them and to be able to adjust quickly and adapt to circumstances. So the bottom line to it is you're going to, when you're in a trusting mindset, you expect to do well because you've earned it, because you've trained with the training mindset, so you've earned the the ability and the desire and the possibilities of playing at your absolute best during the game. So if you're serious about your sport, serious about your performance, take a look at this. Again, go out to the website, yourclearedge.com. I'll have this uh, PDF up by tomorrow with the cheat sheets as well as the recording. And uh, feel free to get a hold of me at 480-212-1909 if you want to talk uh, further about this or other things that I teach. Down and dirty, down and dirty with Deborah, uh, training mindset versus trusting mindset. You know, if we had more time on this show, I'd like to go through all these things with you. This is not just for... Well you, well, you stated it's not just for pros. This is for any this level. This is any, any, any sport, any level. Any level. Um, <laughs> if any, I were any, working any, with high school kids, I'd be teaching the exact same thing. See, that's that's what I like because, yeah. you know, down here you say, would you like to learn successful techniques the pros use? You know, you're giving away a lot of stuff for free. I am. I am. This is Because like, here's the reality of it. And I would like to know the reality of it. Yeah, the reality uh, of it, and I, and I can tell you this for a fact, the amount of people who will hear this information and actually do something with it is very few. You know, those that call me, I know that they're my real clients because they're the ones that are sincere about learning, sincere about growing, they're and they're committed call. to themselves and their future. That's true. They, no one's going to call just to say, I call Deborah Debris. Right. They're going to call because they really have a, a... They have a desire to get better, and they know that there's a, one of those other areas that's going to give them the clear edge, which is, again, why the company's named Clear Edge. It's going to give them an edge above their competition. Their competition doesn't have this. And I was I was marking some stuff down as you're reading. That's why I said hey, this is part of the training of mindset. Uh, don't criticize or judge yourself. There is no real benefit to that. Um, you become an when, you become an observer. So yeah, even when I teach you don't guys, go hard either. You don't, you don't go hard if you if you're doing that, those things to yourself. You're not going hard, and you find a way to take off. You oh. find a way to take a, a a rep off, and you put that much um, when you criticize yourself. You're not giving yourself positive right. feedback. Exactly. You're not giving yourself positive energy to go on. I, I right. just, I've seen it before. I've seen you, guys. Plus, you start making up excuses. Right, and tools of incompetence. Those who practice themselves in the mountain, anything right. but nothingness. Um, I've seen guys, and this was sad because some of them I hang around. <laughs> <laughs> some could, of them are your best friends. Yeah, so. Just friends. I, um, I watch these guys that could still would still been playing in the National Football League. But they didn't have any exactly any positive, and they they found a way to make an excuse. Yes, it it was sickening, it's a, which is a way out. It's a way out. It's sickening because I'm like, do you know they're giving away money now? They mm-hmm. paying these guys just to look like they can play in the NFL. Right. So they're giving away money. Um, but the guys, I'm like, don't you want to be good at some point? Right. Don't, you came to the league. 
You did get drafted. I mean, don't you want you here now? What are you going to do? Right. Also, before you go, let me, don't be complete. I mean, do be completely honest with your findings and, and observation. Mm-hmm. Guys won't like they when it's time to go for help or somebody asks you how you think you did. They mm-hmm. say, "Well, I, I did oh, all right." Yeah, yeah. You know what? They scared to ask for help. I woke up tired this morning, scared, so that's why I didn't do it as well. Yeah, scared to ask for help, mm-hmm. and when you don't do that, you don't get better. I've I've just. I don't see it any other way. Well, but you if, end up running and hiding within yourself, which gives you no opportunity to grow and get better at what you love and what you're getting paid big dollars for and could get even bigger dollars but for. But if you trust somebody, if someone's asking you, they're genuinely concerned about your performance or, or your everyday. You, you mentioned this is not just for pros. It's for any level um, of competition or any walk of life any, anyway. You can equate this to just your work. Everything, yeah. Your work. Well, and the biggest thing is to be honest with yourself, and that's most people aren't even honest with themselves. And until you can get honest with yourself, there's no way you're going to be honest with anybody else, even in a relationship. That's true. Right, Alex? Yeah, I'm not, I don't listen to you about relationship advice. Word. This ain't no relationship. <laughs> no, Who do you um, think you are? You think, you think you're at a construction site? Like, I think... Ah. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, it's my sleep apnea. I... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I I think that the the completely honest with, with your findings and observations is what what I always think about when people say things like that is uh, ballooning your height, your weight, ballooning the numbers, your forty time, like things to be able to get in, and then you get so say so say you do get in, and then you can't you'll never be able to actually achieve that at, at least right away. So you're screwed you in that. Set yourself in up that for sense. failure. Yeah. So in that getting um uh, that that's a good point. When you well when you were saying that. I don't know how good the point was, but uh, I, this I do, came to mind. Thanks, buddy. I no, this came that. to but this came to mind when you were saying this. Guys uh, that I golf with, they cheat. They say, um, "I think I had a five or six. I'm like, "You hit two times off the tee box. You had to, you had to drop a ball in the middle of the fairway that I allow you to drop a ball and didn't have to go back to the tee box." And I got a four or five, so you're right there with me. And I, then they have to get up in the morning and look at themselves in the mirror and wonder where cheat. else are they cheating themselves. Yeah. Right, but I did not cheat at 75 yesterday. No, no, but they. No, but what, to Alex, what, to Alex, what Alex was saying is that you're never going to get better if you keep thinking you better without working in. Right. I, well, you, well, you, can, you, can, you can have the bragging rights to say it to yourself and everybody else, but when you're I all alone you're with cheating. your thoughts, you know exactly know who you are. I know when cheating yeah. Um, yeah. in golf. Because uh, I was that guy when I first started playing, I I was trying so hard to break uh break eighty or break ninety, mm-hmm. and I said uh shoot it's not break a hundred I should say, yeah. and it happened in phases hundred ninety and eighty I'm like oh man if I just make this putt I put I put all that pressure on myself oh, yeah. and I and I missed it and I said you know what I would have made that. And, right. then I, and then I then I say okay. You say I your handicap instead like of saying right, right. Instead <laughs> of saying what my handicap really is, uh, or instead of saying what am I going to do the next time in order to make that last shot? Right. What happens yeah. in that process from hole one to eighteen? Well, I got to cheat on eighteen. Right. And that's the thing. The skills that I teach, and even the question asking that I teach people how to do, can move them to the next level just by knowing how to take that state that they're in, which is a state of excuses and coming up with why they couldn't, into being able to actually have a plan as to how they're going to do it the next time. Well, I don't cheat in golf anymore. Not really. Um, not really? <laughs> not really. <laughs> kind of maybe also, but not really. Sort of a little bit. Little bit. Um, <laughs> all right. That was down in Deborah. Deborah, let me see here. Deborah at yourclearedge.com. Call Deborah at 480-212-1909. Would you like to learn the success techniques that the pros use? This is your everyday life. This is just not in your field right. of sports, but everyday life. If you want to 
in the office or on the field, either one. In the office or on the field, that's good stuff. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Tiger Woods. Uh, Does he really miss his caddy? (laughs) We'll be back after this. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner. Talking baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, talking baseball with Jim Lairitz, is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Good. Good. Hey, welcome back. Let's get into the show. Cut that music out of here. Get that uh, shaft out of here. Appreciate it. Word. Word, yeah. Monk. Appreciate it, Monk. We got uh, you know, to, we need some new music. I still like, every hey, time I think about, but every time I think about changing the um, the opening music, I mean, I, that I, is in two, from 2007 or something. But I hear it and I like it, so yeah, I don't no, know. It's good. I yeah. tried to change it one time, but I, mm, it didn't work. Yeah. Well, we got the last segment, which is uh, three minutes. Yeah. So perfect timing for Clancy's <laughs> Corner. All right, Clancy's Corner brought to you by Rock Bar, Inc., Fifth and Craftsman in Old Town Scottsdale. Go in, say Clancy's Corner to a bartender. You'll get 20% off your bill. Call me, you get 0% off your bill if you go in. I ain't going in. <clears throat> that's, you know what? That's better for them. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, they don't even serve food. I was watching um, the Open. It's not the British Open anymore. It's the Open because it was the original one. So they don't like being called the British Open. Fun fact. Uh, I was watching and I saw Adam Scott completely fall apart on the last four holes. Went four over on the last four holes. Had a putt to keep the tie, keep it tied on 18. Uh, it looked good for about 70% of it, and then it tailed left. Uh, and then Tiger blew up. You know, it, it kind of begged the question to me. What is wrong with Tiger on the course? Now, he, he's, he's mentally prepared more than anybody. I think even still, he's in the upper echelon of mentally prepared athletes across all forms, across all sports. But the, the rock he had from 98 to 2010 is no longer there, Stevie Williams. People think that Steve Williams uh, is, well, he's only known because he's Tiger's caddy. That's fine. But he's made $12 million because of Tiger. That's fine. Tiger was there in a day and age where there weren't a lot of young stud golfers that challenged him every week. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But Steve Williams caddied for Greg Norman. He caddied for Raymond, Raymond Floyd. He's been doing this for years and years and years. He has 33 years in, 145 wins as a caddy under his belt. Okay, so this guy didn't, he may have made of uh, media 
uh, speaking, made his career with Tiger, but he's been around forever. He helped Tiger more than people give him credit for. And the, it's such a testament, every Sunday now when Tiger's on the, uh, in contention, he he falls apart. And I really think it's it's a skip. The scapegoat in this is the whole thing with the cheating and, and, and his failed marriage and everything. But he has a new caddy, and it's not Steve Williams, and he is paying the price for it now. And I do truly believe that. And everybody's like, well, you know, uh, Steve Williams didn't help Adam Scott that much, but they don't have that relationship that Tiger and Steve, that Tiger and Steve had. So that's not fair to put on Steve Williams that Adam Scott, you know, uh, wussed out and, and, and lost lost a huge... Yeah. Well, yeah. She's making for Adam Scott. So... Go ahead. No, so that's... I mean, I just think that Steve Williams and Tiger are missing each other. Steve Williams is a great caddy. Great caddy, no doubt, no question about that. Have I been with you for... 15 years as a person and four rounds a a a, a golf outing yeah, we will develop something uh, he has his own things he likes to enjoy racing cars and, and doing that fast and crazy stuff he has his own things but if I've been with you that long I've developed a friendship with you that I, somebody I can trust and that, of course if I'm going into the back stretch with a, with a, with a friend that's a lot better that someone he j- he has now, and I'm gonna win a lot of more tournaments because he knows what to say to me to feel comfortable. I don't have to. I mean, it's, you got those trigger words amongst each other that all oh, I need to hear one thing. Okay, get back, refocus. We on 15. We got three more to play. Uh, 15. We got three more to play. 16, 17, 18. Um, I, I would need that from a friend. I, anybody can't get that because I'm thinking. You know, that don't mean the same thing from uh, um, from with my old caddy. But I don't think Stephen Williams made Tiger Woods. Tiger no. Woods, I don't think he made I never Tiger said Woods. That. I don't think, no, I'm, I'm saying it. No. I don't think Steve Williams made Tiger Woods. I think uh, a lot of the things he got, they got together. Tiger Woods just having to be a great golfer. I don't agree with there was no competition for Tiger Woods while he was winning. I thought guys can control their emotions and their fears. They couldn't get on 18 on Sunday and say, I'm just as good as this guy is and compete. No, they fell apart. Tiger Woods was behind a lot of those tournaments where the field came back to him. He just played golf. A lot of times he wasn't in a. He's never come back from a major when he's been when he hasn't been had the seventy two hole lead. Right, because when Tiger Woods was dominant, or the fifty four hole lead, when he was dominant, he didn't have to come back from majors. He was either leading the majors or tied with right. somebody. But when he wasn't, I, I, and I said a lot of times, and I correct, let me correct myself. It wasn't a lot of times. I say sometimes Tiger Woods, the field came back to him and made him. And then you, you see these guys, with, you hear these guys, see these guys on the, on the greens or on the course, and they hear these roles and they say, okay, was that a birdie or was Here that a comes. par or was that a saved par? Right. They don't know what it was, right. but they're thinking about this guy. Here come Tiger Woods. Um, well, look at this, too. You've got Tiger Woods, who seems to be pushing away anybody and everybody who was a form of stability, love, attention, friendship, any of those type of things, whether that's his dad that he didn't push away, but his dad died. You've got Steve Williams. You've got the wife. You've got the kids. He's got a lot of separation that's been going on. All so he gone. may also be sitting in a point when he gets to where he could win is an underlying thought or belief. I don't know if it's true or not, but... I don't deserve this. Yeah, I mean, and that I can definitely see that because absolutely. Uh, another thing that, that goes against uh, my theory, devil's advocate, is that he's getting older. He's he's been through the surgeries and everything, so obviously his game's not where it was when Steve when he was a young pup with Steve Williams. I just don't think that there there has to be some sort of uh, even if it's slight direct correlation between Steve Williams not being there and Tiger not winning majors anymore. See, the great thing about golf is you can play it when you're older. 
Uh, Freddie Cover's older than Tiger. That guy's he still, has no back. <laughs> no His back. His back is totally jacked. <laughs> exactly. And wins. And he wins. I mean, he's winning on on a Champions Tour, mm -hmm. but he competes on a PGA. Mm -hmm. He competes. I, I don't I don't buy into um, old. If we, if we was talking about another basketball, football, you know, I think basketball and golf is the only sport you can play when you past 50. You go into the gym, you see the old man in there playing with the long socks. They are playing. You can't, you won't see that in football. It's a visual I don't yeah, you won't but see I get it. it. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't do it. Exactly, you can't do it. But So I don't, I mean, I know you're playing devil's advocate, but I don't buy into, I thought, think that somebody that was that great than Tiger was, Tiger Woods was, and still is, he just has to find a way to win. That's now, right. it's not it's not some more will he win again. And that's not on the outside. He's got to find that on the inside because the skill and the talent hasn't gone away. And if he can't trust himself or his clubs or his friends or anybody else that he might trust, right. he's going to continue to struggle. Because even the, guy that's, the guys that are on tour, they still say, because the questions keep coming up when he wins. He's, he won three this year. He haven't won a major, and we know he predicates himself on winning majors. He had the guys are saying. Uh, the question is, is he back or not? Well, his his peers are saying he's right there. He's yeah, poised to he's win. Fair. It's just that you got to put four rounds together. Yeah. Golf. You see the you see who Snedeker was leading. Oh yeah. And then Sunday's he just kind appeared. of an important day. Sunday and Saturday, <laughs> moving day and Sunday is like show up. Yeah, that's right. Congratulations to Ernie Ailes. Yeah. That was a great right. win. Right. For him. Well, and I know he doesn't want to win like that, but it's fine. And this I, is, I do. That might be the silver lining in all of this for Tiger. Is that Ernie Els hasn't been heard from in ten years? Exactly. Been on the and edge. all he does, mm -hmm. and well, he right. had to get some exemptions yeah. and some of these things. He, he wasn't invited to the Masters, right? So now how like, crazy is that? So yeah. I mean, granted, he didn't, but he hit that putt on eighteen to to put him at seven under, and he went up and, and he thanked Nelson Mandela like in his speech, like gee, yeah. he is like the consummate professional. And he, he did it with he, grace. And talking about yeah. back problems, I think he had back problems and knee problems because he's he's a tall drink of water. Mm -hmm. I think he's like six four, big easy. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, one of the sweetest. He was one of the most feared golfers in the early two thousands. He, he and, and late nineties. Vijay Singh, Ernie yeah. Els, oh, Vijay yeah. Singh, powerful man. Looks like they put no effort into their golf yeah. game and win. Remember Vijay won nine and nine. Oh, but you watch Vijay. Vijay plays scared. Yeah. I've watched him out mm -hmm. practicing on the days leading yeah. up to a tournament, and he is constantly, constantly practicing because he's afraid to lose. Right. That, but, it, that's but it works for him. With that. Exactly. Yeah, it works for him. I, yeah. I, I have, I'm, I'm that guy. I don't yeah. He's he's third all time. I'm in the on the money list mm. it, with golfers, which is un, it's you know Tiger Phil. Because we talk about because all we do is talk all we do is talk about Tiger Tiger. Now we're Tiger all doing Phil. this. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm, oh yeah. Yeah. He's a, he put up the air quotes, y'all. Hey, that was uh, brought, to, brought to you by Rock Bar. Yeah, Rock Bar. Twenty-five percent off. Hey, we got to get out here. Any final words for we go? Um, have fun in have fun in Vegas. Life is good. I'll be checking on the uh, radio show too. Don't bring the ratings down. We got like five people listening. Hey, this is Kwame Last Sports Talk seven with Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris. I'll be calling in, so it's no big deal. So hey, down appreciate you listening. Um, check out the web pages, whatever they are. Clancy's Corner, Twitter. At Clancy's Corner, Twitter. Uh -huh. YouTube, Twitter. Yeah, you got that. You have Deborah's down and dirty with Deborah. Uh, you don't have mine. So, oh, you can check out the fan page on Facebook. There you okay. go. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.